Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that teaches you how to advance into retirement rather than retreating. I'm your host and valedictorian, Eric Brotman, and we have a guest today, Ashley Patrick, who has such a remarkable background. I want to share this with all of you before we bring Ashley on. Um, She's a personal finance expert. She's the founder of Budgets Made Easy. Um, And she helps busy moms create systems to save money, pay off debt, and reach their big dreams faster and easier. And she's got an incredible story about paying off some of her own debt. I'm not going to steal her thunder. Without further ado, Ashley, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, I met Ashley because I was a guest on her show. I I had a chance to, to be on the Money Mindset podcast, which is phenomenal, and I highly recommend people check it out. Tell us how you got involved in personal finance and and how you wound up with your own show. Uh, well, you know, it's <laughs> it's kind of a long story, so I'll try and keep it short. But basically, I was a police officer for 10 years, and I was just really burnt out on the job and wanted to stay at home with my kids. I have three kids now. And, you know, we just wanted to have the freedom of options to be able to make our own choices in our life with what we did. And we couldn't do that with the debt that we had. Uh, my husband had lost his job and you know long story short uh, several things kind of lined up and we were finally like we've had enough we have to pay off this debt so that we can have the freedom to being able to you know stay at home with our kids if we want to and just have the options of being able to um, make financial decisions based on what is best for us instead of you know i have to have this job to pay the bills type of thing and you know if my husband lost his job again what would we do and all those things that come into play whenever you know you are living paycheck to paycheck or don't have a lot of money saved and so we decided to pay off our debt and it took us um, 17 months and we paid off $45,000 in debt and in just 17 months. It was almost kind of an addiction. Like, you know, once it started going, it was like, I have to do it faster and faster. Just wanted to get it out of my life. But of course, you know, you don't have to do it that fast or that extreme. Uh, but yeah, we just wanted that freedom to be able to do what we wanted, whether it was, you know, change jobs or quit a job and stay home and just wanted options. Uh, and now a lot of that debt was student loans, which, my goodness, there's an entire generation right now that is is absolutely saddled with student loans that, um, you know, I dare say in some cases, these kids were sold a bill of goods that, um, you know, taking on huge debt for for bachelor's degrees or for, for liberal arts education was going to be, uh, was going to lead to a higher income in some way and be a great investment. How do you feel about the student loan? I mean, I'm glad you paid it off. I'm glad it's gone. You have to be happier and less stressed um, as a result of that. But how do you feel about kids today, your own kids even, making those decisions to maybe debt finance some of their own education? Yeah, it's a really big struggle because, you know, whenever I graduated not everybody had a degree, but it was certainly moving that direction. And now it feels like you almost have to go get a degree. Like everybody expects you to have a degree. You know, my parents didn't have degrees and they were successful. My husband doesn't have a degree and he's successful. I feel like almost in our society that there's so much pressure for these kids to take on that debt because it's almost like 
an extension of high school. Like you have to do it now because like even jobs that really don't need a degree, they're like, oh, well, you need a degree. So uh, it's so much pressure. Um, But I really hope that by the time my kids get to college that there's more options and maybe there's not so much pressure on them that they have to do it because college isn't for everybody. Like not everybody needs to go and sit in a classroom all day and learn these things. Like some kids are more hands-on or they may want to go to a technical school or something like that. So I really hate all this pressure that society has put on an entire generation. And then the cost, I mean, as you know, has just skyrocketed even since I went to school. And so it's just, I mean, now people are coming out of college with like double what I had. And it's just insane because as you know, it puts them behind on buying a house or, you know, maybe relocating or taking a job offer somewhere else that, you know, might be a better opportunity, but they can't afford to, you know. So I really feel like it hinders an entire generation to really contribute to the economy in in other ways. Ashley, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, And and I can't help but wonder what the post-COVID educational experience might look like or what the expectations might be or how they may be changed, both from a teleworking standpoint and from a higher education standpoint. Um, What's your crystal ball telling you? Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I know we talked about the telework uh, issues after this uh, before. And so I absolutely agree. I think that our society is going to um, change and move toward more toward online or maybe even just hybrid, like have more options for online versus in person. Because I think that a lot of people aren't going to want to do all online. Like I don't like being all online for learning. Like I just don't learn that way. So I think kids are, you know, a lot of kids will struggle if everything is online, but I definitely think that there will be cheaper options with more, with being uh, school moving more online. Um, I know there's already a lot of online colleges, but hopefully (laughs) that'll mean it'll get a little bit cheaper or maybe not, you know, the price increase as much as it has for the last, you know, however long, 20 years or however long it's been uh, that it's grown so exponentially. But hopefully change will come where they can kind of offset those costs or maybe um, not have the price of tuition go up so fast. I mean, as you know, it's it's gone up, you know, exponentially fast like the rate of inflation like it's insane how expensive it is now so i hope that we get to a point where there are other options and that can kind of help lower the price of college i think that's coming i think the the pressure to have the the campuses particularly not not all of them but a lot of them there's going to be some consolidation um you know just anecdotally I, i paid more for my daughter to go to kindergarten than i paid for each year of an ivy league education which yeah. <laughs> says that says something. And of course, I only have one child because that's good financial planning. You have three. <laughs> that is lousy financial planning, just for the record. Um, yeah. Now, you, you have a, a degree in psychology. Um, and so, you know, like you, I found the financial world with a background in English and psychology. Um, and you're a master financial coach. And, and you are a, a former police officer, now a master financial coach. And you did that because the stress was less. I can't imagine that being a police officer is a stressful job at all. Oh, no, not at all. It's, it's a no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so tell, us, tell us about what a financial coach is, how that differs from being a financial planner or financial advisor or a consultant. Or you know, we've even had on this show, we've had financial therapists. So um, t- tell us about your coaching practice. Yeah, so with 
financial coaching, like you said, it is different. Um, the training is different. It's not um, as involved with like the numbers and investing and you know all that stuff. It's more like behavioral modification, kind of like helping you, um, motivating you to do the behavioral things that you need to do so that you can manage your money better. We're like, um, the financial therapies, like that's a new thing. Uh, I've talked to one not too long ago and it's really interesting. So it's kind of like a hybrid of um, a couple different things. Uh, but yeah, it's more behavioral changes, which is what I like, you know, with uh, background in psychology, I like to know why people do what they do. And so with coaching, it's kind of like, okay, why are you making these bad decisions? Or why are you overspending? Why do you why can you not seem to save for those things that you want to save, and then making changes and implementing systems so that you can do those things so that you can plan for retirement and kids college and all of those things. So it's more like a cheer a cheerleader, kind of like, um, inspiration, motivation, uh, to help you get to where you want to be. So, okay. I, I, having a, a, a financial therapist on the show was great because I need all the therapy I can get. And I got some free <laughs> therapy for about a half an hour and, uh, and no invoice. So now I get some free coaching, um, which is very exciting. And all of our listeners get a little bit of a, a taste of financial coaching. So I'm going to throw out a scenario at you. Um, as uh, as you know, a potential client would, or or um, are they clients or patients? I guess they're clients because this is not a medical thing, right? Right. Okay. So now I'm a prospective client, and I I come to you, and I am um, I have significant consumer debt. Um, so I'm where you were many moons ago when you were in that position, um, and what are the kinds of things that you would ask? someone what would you ask me if i said well yeah you know i'm struggling because i've got thirty thousand dollars on a mastercard well i would start out with where what are your big financial goals like in a year from now um what what would make you really happy to be at like what point in your finances if this happened how would you feel like what is that big goal, uh, you know, short term and then long term goals. And then we kind of build from there because it's really important to know one where you're starting. So you're starting in a lot of debt, but where do you want to go? Because that really helps you focus on, um, you know, what you're working towards. If you just kind of you just think you want to pay off debt because, you know, you're kind of stressed out, you're living paycheck to paycheck, but you don't have like a solid goal and a solid plan. It's a lot harder to get there when you do have those things you get there faster and easier because you're more motivated like you have a really clear why of you know about why you want to do those things so you know even just a year from now five years from now where do you want to be and then we build out how you get there so the why which i agree with you is is critically important the why is a little bit about it's kind of like why have a why have a personal trainer or why have a treadmill Mm -hmm. People don't buy treadmills because they necessarily want to run. They buy treadmills because they want to be healthier and running is a way to get there, right? Um, right. No one buys a drill because they want drills. They buy drills because they want holes. So if, if the why is something you help people visualize, that becomes financial goals, dreams, objectives. Um, and, you know, you talk about reaching big dreams faster and easier. Help me. How am I going to reach my big dreams faster and easier, Ashley? 
Well, it's really goes down to the planning. And so, you know, whatever your big dream is. So for a lot of my clients, it's building their dream house, you know, buying land and building their dream house is what a lot of them um, say to me. So we would start with, you know, looking back and finding out where are you now? So where has your money been going? Because obviously, you know, you come to me because it's not working, whatever you're doing is not working and you're stressed out and living paycheck to paycheck and can't seem to save. So we figure out why that, why can you not save and why are you living paycheck to paycheck? And so that goes back to looking at your past bank statements, your credit card statements and see where your money has been going. And most of the time it's kind of mindless spending, you know, spending without a clear plan so you may a lot of times it's on food most of most of my clients and myself included it's food we overspend on eating out fast food and then still spend a small fortune at the grocery store that we're not even using like we end up throwing a lot of the food away so we kind of dive into where your spending has been going where your money has been going and then we create a new plan that you can still enjoy. So, you know, we create a budget or a cash flow plan, whatever you want to call it, because some people hate the B word. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. we make a new plan uh, that, you know, still has fun built in, still has the things that you need to plan for, you know, things that may not come up every month that you need to plan for. A lot of those things will wreck the budget too, like car insurance, Christmas. Um, Uh, taxes, things like birthdays, anniversaries, things they don't come up every month. And so you don't think to plan it, but you still need to so that you can plan every dollar in your budget so that you can get to those big dreams faster. Because a lot of people do have money left over at the end of the month. They're just mindlessly spending it and they don't realize it. And so once you plan for all those things that you can think of that you know you need to plan for, you know, have some fun money in there too. We don't want to be miserable. And then what's left over, that's what goes to, toward those big goals. And so normally you would just kind of spend what's left over, but whenever you focus on a big goal and you have that money left over, then you can send it toward that big goal and you get there faster and easier than if you're just mindlessly spending and then you transfer some money to savings, but then you have to transfer it right back because you didn't think of something or you overspent. And so then you're not really making any progress. So you, you, you use the B word on our show, Ashley, and that's, that's, this, is a all, this is an all-ages family show, and you use the B word, which is totally inappropriate. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we had a guest on, Jim Miller, who wrote a book called Budgeting Doesn't Have to Suck. Yeah. <laughs> and for the better part of half an hour, I, I, I mostly argued with him about, yes, it does. It, it, it always does. And, and of course, that's not true. There are, there are reasons why it does create some, uh, not only some clarity, but, but potentially some stress relief to have a, a big picture that way. How often do you typically work with, uh, with clients? Are, are you, you know, financial advisors might do annual or even semi-annual check-ins, but, and therapists might be every Friday, but uh, where do you fall on that spectrum? How often do you do you check in with folks, and what does that look like? Um, I don't do much one-on-one work anymore. I just don't have the time. So I do group coaching now. And so we do um, 
I do monthly lessons and then we do monthly Q and A's. Now, some financial coaches will do like weekly check-ins or maybe uh, semi-monthly check-ins. So it really depends on the financial coach, but you should be meeting with your financial coach at least once a, once a month. And then they should be you know, available like via email if you have questions in that time. But I, I believe most coaches meet with their clients like twice a month, like 30 minutes. Now you'll have the initial consultation that takes longer, you know, maybe an hour to an hour and a half or maybe even a little longer depending on your situation. But um, so that initial um, consultation will take a little longer because they have to get all that background information. But just on a regular basis should be, you know, once a month at a very minimum, um, but usually twice a month. So, so tell me about the group sessions. Tell all of us about the, the, the way this works because I'm fascinated by it. I, I think that there's um, a, a certain group uh, accountability that could be baked in there that's really, really good because you want to report back next month, hey, I did it. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't overspend on sushi this month and I, and I managed to put away money into my HSA or whatever it is. Um, are, are, are these groups consistent? Is it the same small group of people who meet every month or is it whoever happens to, to call in that period? Like how, do, how does it work? What are the mechanics of it? Yeah, so I really love the group coaching because what people tell me is they feel like they're not alone. And that is a really big struggle because we feel like we're the only ones making these mistakes. And so then there's the shame and the guilt. But when you get into a group coaching session, you realize, hey, I'm not the only one making these mistakes. And so I'm not alone and like, it's going to be okay. Um, and what's really great about the group session as well is like you said, you cheering each other on and posting their wins in the group. And so for my group coaching calls, it's really whoever has time and can show up for those calls. Now they can submit questions ahead of time and I have that a lot as well, just because I have people from all over the world and so the time difference sometimes doesn't always work up with their schedule and you know, people working and things like that. So um, we do the, the Q&A sessions once a month, but they can always post in the group and I answer those questions or email. So, you know, of course there's always some people that don't wanna post in the group so they'll just email me so it's really kind of what you make it and what you want to get out of it and you know some people are posting like everything in the group all of their wins all of their struggles and then some people like refuse to post it all but they're still reading it and they're still watching <laughs> and they tell me that they're like I don't want to post in the group but I'm, I'm loving it because I'm seeing everybody's wins and stuff like that so you know it's re really you get that accountability and you get that support inside of the group and how I do it now, you know, other coaches may do it differently, but my people get overwhelmed really easy. And so we just focus on one thing each month. And so I have really short video lessons and then any printables or worksheets that they may need to complete those lessons. I provide those for them. And then we have the Q and A, and then I may do some lives throughout the month on other topics. And then they have all the past trainings that they can do as well. So I've really got like the foundational stuff for them. And then we work on other things each month, like, um, paying off debt and, you know, meal planning, um, ways to save money, um, you know, just different topics, but it's just one thing each month because they, people do get really overwhelmed with all the things with finances and then they just shut down and don't do anything. And so that's what I really try and focus on in my group is just one thing at a time. So are you on a subscription or membership model? Are you on a month to month model? Are you on a, 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 a pay per session you attend model? What is the, um, what is the financial commitment of uh, your clients and how does that work? 
Um, it is a membership model, and so it automatically renews each month. Um, right now, it's nineteen dollars a month, um, and so they, it's not yeah, it's not pay as you um, want or you know whatever you're using. It's uh, a subscription based model, but that helps. It really does help people um, do the work because when you actually pay for something, you buy into it more and you're more likely to follow through with it. And I found that no, in no like question. all areas of my business. <laughs> Absolutely. The value of free advice is usually what you pay for it. Um, exactly. And, and so I, I certainly don't have, I mean, n no one would begrudge you for, for making a living doing what you're doing. It's an important calling. Um, it, this was more along the lines of trying to understand who uh, financial professionals should, when they should think of you and people like me should think of you and say, you know, this is, um, this is a, a resource you really ought to consider either for yourself or maybe for one of your grown kids or what have you um do you get um significant referral opportunities from other financial professionals attorneys accountants um you know mortgage people bankers and so forth or is this really more word of mouth and and social um you know i could do those things and i know a lot of financial coaches do because i'm in you know groups for financial coaches that um, do the referrals and they reach out and network. Honestly, all of mine is through social and um, word of mouth. And then I do have a lot of uh, free things that you can opt in for and sign up for. And then, you know, people come from that. So I do have a significant uh, email um, list and um, social media base. So I really haven't done all the networking and stuff. And I know I probably should, like it would be very helpful for people like you to be able to refer to a financial coach. And I know a lot of um, other financial coaches do, but for me, that's just what's working for me now is social media and then growing my email list. Now, now how about the other way around when you're working with folks um, when you're working with folks, how do you know when it's time to tell them you need a different level of help? Either you need therapy because there's some underlying issues and you need to go that direction, or you really need to get some, some financial or tax advice. Um, how do you know when folks are, if not outgrowing what you're doing, they're graduating from what you're doing or ready for also some other assistance? How, how do you determine that? Is that something you do? Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I am not an a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a financial planner. So yeah, it just depends on what their questions are. Um, but you know, I may give them like just general standard advice and then say, well, you really need to talk to a professional in and even in your state, because a lot of times I'll get questions about like estate planning, you know, like, um, so and so died. And now I have to deal with this, like, am I responsible for their debts and all this stuff, you know, generally speaking, no, you're not responsible for their debts, but you really need to talk to a lawyer in your state that knows, you know, the laws and everything in your state. So I cannot give like specific legal advice or, you know, a specific advice about um, financial planning and investments and those things. But I can just say, you know, generally speaking, this is like best practices, but you really need to talk to a professional that deals with that and is certified to, to give you that advice. So let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Because having been a, a guest and having found it to be really terrific, I'm, I'm sure that the podcast is supporting your coaching practice and vice versa. Um, how is that growing? How's that going for you? And, and what's the plan? What's, what's next for the money mindset? Oh, gosh, of course, you'd ask me that. And I haven't done anything with it all 
summer because once COVID hit, all three of my kids have been in the house all day, 24 seven. But my plan is um, after Christmas and the, the start of the new year to really get back into the podcast because I just, I love it. I love being able to talk to other people like you and just you know, have a conversation outside of <laughs> talking to my children all day. So, you know, I really enjoyed the podcast. So I a- am- Ashley, my, my wife would tell you that talking to me is like talking to, to a child. Um, and my, my 10 year old often refers to me as her younger brother. <laughs> and says she's more mature than I am. So quite frankly, this is just an extension of your day-to-day mom life right now. Uh, well, it's certainly more entertaining. <laughs> well, well, I hope so. I'm not, I'm not drawing on the walls. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're not drawing on your face and painting everything. So I didn't so say yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm hoping to. I haven't done, I've done like one podcast since like, may or june i think i'm trying to remember when we were you you were like one of my last podcasts that i've done this year so i broke the show (laughs) yeah i was on your show and the show was canceled that's a terrible thing to say (laughs) oh my goodness so yeah it it wasn't canceled i just you know haven't had time to like have quiet time so you know, like right now, the the kids are locked in a bedroom. Well, they're not locked in there, but they're in the bedroom. You know, <laughs> with right. devices. Social services like, is on their yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> but like, please just stay in here and be quiet for thirty minutes. That's all I. Oh need. my goodness. Yeah. So it's been a struggle to do that while they have sure. been home. So um, we'll see. But my plan is to get back into it at the start of the new year because I really do enjoy it and I think it's a great resource. You know, I, you know, I have a ton of blog posts too, but some people, you know, it's not the same reading it as like listening to it and actually hearing you know what I'm saying and what other people are saying and I just really love having other experts on and getting other people's opinions because I mean believe it or not I don't know everything (laughs) that's 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 not what I heard I heard you actually knew everything and that's why that's why I contacted you I need to know everything um, well, we're, we're, we're getting close to the end here. And first of all, I want to, to thank you for being here. Secondly, um, I, we need an extra credit assignment. I know what yours is. I'm giving you an extra credit assignment to start your next season of the podcast as soon as those kids are able to go back to some normal sense of school because mm-hmm. the show's excellent and it's really, it's really great and I hope people will check it out. But um, what would the one extra credit assignment be, the one takeaway? What, what's the first step that folks could, um, could take to be ready to graduate um, you know, into their own retirement, into that next phase of life? And, you know, we've we've talked about this already, but really just figuring out your why and make sure that it is one that is big enough to motivate you when times get tough or you want to give up, but it, that it's also specific and measurable um, and timely, you know, SMART goals. If you're not familiar with SMART goals, they work. And so really creating your plan and making sure it's specific and measurable. So it can't be just, well, I want to pay off debt at some point in the future. It needs to be, I want to pay off X amount of debt, you know, $10,000 in debt in 2021. Like that's what I want to do. So it needs to be specific, measurable, and timely. And that will really help um, formulate your plan and keep you motivated and keep you on track to actually um, achieve those big goals. All right, well, you mentioned the S, the M, the A, and the T. 
in SMART goals. And unless you're from Massachusetts, then that's SMART goals. <laughs> um, I, I think the R is realistic, right? They have to be within the normal. Yeah. Okay, so they, they've got to be within a normal range of what's doable. Because to say, I want to pay off $100,000 of debt in the next six months, uh, in almost every case is not a realistic situation. Right. So they, they need to be not only specific and measurable, but they have to be something reasonably attainable that you can that you can handle. I love that idea. I think it's a great assignment. Um, where can folks learn more about you? Where can they check you out and, and potentially work with you as, as their coach? Oh, absolutely. Of course, the podcast, the Money Mindset Podcast, um, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And then you to just get started, if you just want um, something that you can kind of give you an outline on to get started is my free budget starter kit. And you can get that at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash start. So that's where I usually tell everybody to go because it gives you a free printable guide on getting started on your budget. So kind of all the things that we've talked about today, it kind of lays it out for you and helps, um, helps you lay that all out on paper and then it comes with a checklist as well so that you know you're kind of following the steps and getting started and then once you kind of do go through that then you will um, have emails and stuff on how to get started with me terrific so for all of our listeners check out budgetsmadeeasy.com slash start uh, and and see if this can be a resource for you. I think it's a terrific resource. Uh, Ashley, your bio says that you've been featured on Fox Business, Yahoo Finance, USA Today, MSN, CNBC. It does not say don't retire, graduate. So I'm hopeful <laughs> that when you when you reconfigure this, you will you know swap out one of those uh, minor publications for this particular show. Oh, absolutely. I'll do that right now. <laughs> You know, I knew I had you on for a reason. Thank you for doing that. This has been great. It's been good catching up with you. I, I always enjoy our conversations. I know you're helping a lot of people and doing great work. Uh, and I hope we can continue to, to collaborate and to be in touch. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It was fun. For all our listeners, please subscribe to our podcast, post comments and reviews. Don't Retire, Graduate is a book available in print, Kindle, and audio formats. For more information or to order a copy, go to brotmanmedia.com books or search for me on Amazon. To learn more about BFG Financial Advisors, visit us on social media or at bfgfa.com. We'll be back next week with another installment of Office Hours and in two weeks with another engaging guest. For now, this is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate. From this day forward, let us begin visualizing our dreams and building our futures. Today, I implore you, don't retire, graduate. Visit our website at don'tretiregraduate.com to subscribe. And please like us and post comments on social media. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure.
You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.